For all need a Savior, and no one left of themselves can get to a holy God in heaven. But the good news, the gospel, God came to us, and he died for your sins. He was, blood was shed for your sins. His body was broken for your sins and for mine. But that wasn't even the end of the story. On the third day, he rose again. And so because of the crucifixion, your sins are forgiven. Because of the resurrection, he paved the way for you and for me to have eternal life in a place called heaven. Isn't that good news? That's good news. At least I thought it was. All right, all right, okay. All right, I thought it was good. It is, it is. I know, I know you think that it is. So, so that, so here's what Paul said. He goes, all right, everything, everything that I do, everything that I do is, is, is under the awareness of that there's good news that can be had for every person. There's good news for every person. No one is exempt from this good news. And that's the way Paul said, I, wanna, I want all, all things, everything that I do, is based on the gospel. So that, he says, so he goes on, so that I can be, may become a fellow partaker of it. And here's where we come in. Here's where we come in. Now, fellow partaker means this. Look at it, look what it means. Joint sharing. Joint sharing, okay? All right, so let's say, let, let me just put it in, in these terms, okay, for, for many of us in this room. So let's think about it in these terms. Let's say that I, that I would say, I do all things for the sake of my marriage. Let's say that I, I would say that. I would make that statement. I do all things for the sake of my marriage. And so I, in order for me, so if you can go back to that verse for me real quick. He says, in order for me so that I can become a fellow partaker of it, or in other words, so I can be a joint share of it. So my responsibility as a husband is to all things that I do is for the sake of my marriage as a whole, for the sake of my wife. And then my wife, all things that she does is for the sake of the marriage. And so all things she does is for the sake of us so that because we have this joint sharing together. So what Paul is saying is this. He's saying, listen, we all have experienced or received this good news. He says, I have it, and everything that I do is about sharing that good news. And he goes, if I'm not sharing it, I'm not playing my part. I'm not playing my role within the church. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a part of something, as a part of an entity that is bigger than one individual. You see, you're a part of the church if you're a Christian. But what you do is that you do it so the collective church can join together. That you're a fellow partaker. That you're a part of a team. Does that make sense? That you're a part of a team. That's what God wants us to understand. That we, can, we need to figure out how to do this together. So why does he do that? Why does he, why does he say that? Well, look what he says beforehand. Verse 19. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all. He says, even though I'm free, and that's what I find in the gospel, I find freedom in, in my life. You know, God, God sets me free from my brokenness and my, and my shame. He says, though I'm free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all. In other words, I want my life because all things is for the sake of the gospel, that I want my life to be about serving other people. That I want my life to be about meeting needs and caring for others. 
Because why, Paul? Why? See, he tells us why. So that I may win more. He says, I, I want everybody to come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And I want those not to end their life and lose. I want those who end their life in our and are one, that they win. And he says, my ambition is I want to win more. That I mean, isn't that what athletics really is all about too? It's like you play to win. You want to win more. Nobody likes to lose. You, I hope that you don't like to lose. Like that's not really a mentality that we want. We want to be a people that are winning more, winning more more. And how do we do that? How do we do that collectively? How do we do that as a team? How can we have the best chance of winning more people to Jesus? Well, I don't want to do this alone, so I want to demonstrate it with my team that I assembled. So I'll be right back because i got to go get my team. Okay, so this is my team. All right, man, isn't this somehow typical of what we like? Like, we need, if we're going to win more, we need to be, have, have a team effort, right? We need everybody to participate. We need everybody to part, play a part in it. Like, here's, the, here's oftentimes what, what happens is, is that we become, too often become just spectators. See, Christianity, it's a team sport, Christianity is, is not a one individual person doing all the work. What Paul is saying is that, I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew, but Paul wasn't alone. Paul had people that were spectators, and here's what we need to be. We need to be a church, a people that decide, you know what, I'm not going to just be somebody that just is a spectator. I'm not going to be somebody that's just sitting on the field, you know, because really, a friend of mine told me this week, there really isn't a bench, there really isn't anywhere to go and sit down at. It's just like either you're, either you're participating or you're just sort of standing around on the field while the work of God is going on around us. Does that make sense? It's, a, it's about participating. It's about saying, you know what? I can, I'm a part of this. I'm a fellow partaker. I'm a joint sharer in the gospel. Why? What happens when we all participate? When we all participate, we're going to win more people to Jesus. That's the good news. People will fall short. People will never get there until we decide as a church to say, together as a team, we're all going to participate. No more sitting on the field. No more trying to find a place to hide because I don't have the time and I'm not in a good place and I got this excuse and I've got that excuse. Listen, let's all participate. What do you say? What do you say? All right, all right. Huddle up, team. Huddle up, team. Huddle up, team. So um, here's what we're going to do. 
uh, we're gonna we're gonna go, and then uh, you're gonna you know hand it off to me. This, so this is so you're right yeah you're gonna you're gonna be quarterback, and I'm gonna be running back, and then you're gonna go. This is a good yeah. place right here. Yeah, so this is a good place. Let's just sit right here. Why, why, should, we, why should we take this down? Yeah, we we don't need to. Let's just all stay together. This is a good place to be. It is. Yeah. Well, I'm comfortable. Yeah, it I is. It is. I am. I am. I am. It really yeah. is. This no, is no, really nice. Yeah, yeah, you're Let's right. Let's get to me, What are we doing? Let's get some coffee, why, baby. Why do we yeah. want to run around and, and get right. sweaty and all that? Can I get an amen for that? I mean, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know what that was? That was called a holy huddle. You ever heard of that? <laughs> you know what we'd rather do? We'd rather gather than go. We'd rather gather than go. Isn't it easy for us sometimes just to get around each other? You know, we're like-minded. We have same, similar interests. You know, we're all, you know, for, you know, for the Lord and Jesus. And, we, and that's all good. That's all good. And there's a time and a place for that. But I wonder what happened. What got lost when Jesus not only commissioned his disciples to go after he ascended into heaven, but he's also, what happened that we, he's also commissioned us? What's ha- what happened to that? What happened to the idea that Jesus said, I want you to go and I want you to make disciples. I want you to go and I want you to make disciples. That we lost somewhere along the lines the idea. And we thought that church was about just gathering. We thought that church was just about coming together on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m. and singing a few songs and you know, listening to a message and going home. And we sort of checked the box off of you know, our faith. We sort of checked the box off of our religion. We sort of checked the box off of like our duty to God. And we thought that God only peers in onto earth on Sunday mornings at 11. But that's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to go. And we like to gather. And that's, I get it. I understand it. And I'm like, I make my living on the gathering portion of it. But that's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to go and not just gather. All right, team, huddle up, team, huddle up, team. Bring it in, bring it in. I'm going to take control this time. Oh, you're going to be quarterback? I'll be QB this time. Okay, all right. Okay. Literally, all right. like, if I throw it that far, my shoulder's gonna fall apart. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So let's let's think. No, you're right. we, we do not just need deep plays. We need short screen, smart plays that take minimal effort. Okay. Okay. Fine. I get it. Fine. I get it. Fine. I get it. Fine. So listen. Here's the deal. I've been a part of church for so long. I mean, not that long. I know I'm, but just long enough. Twenty years. Twenty years. Right. You know, I hear a lot. Hear that. Hear this lot. Pastor, you know, we just gotta go deeper, man. Like we just gotta get deep. You know, and here, here's what they say. They say, we need more information. Like, we, you need to give us more information. And you need to, and we, we need to have create better experiences. Like, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about deep as information and, and deep as experiences. But listen, that's not what Jesus advocated for. Jesus didn't advocate for more information, which I think that what happens to a lot of Christians is we, we like to hide behind information. We want to hide behind information. And what, what we advocate for is we advocate for better experiences. And so because we, we, we want to get caught up into these emotional experiences. Now, are these all bad things? No, they're not all bad things. But here's the most important thing. Jesus talked about it. James, the brother of Jesus, talked about it. Jesus talked about it on many, many different occasions. You know what Jesus said the most important thing when it comes to his words and the word of God? You know what he said what was more, than, more important than having more information or more emotional experiences? Here's what he said. Application. Application. 
He didn't want to hear about more information, more information, more experiences. As a matter of fact, he was like, people would follow him because they just wanted to get more experience for him. And after a while, he's like, wait a second, wait a second. That's not what this is about. This is about taking my words, he would say, taking my words and acting on them, taking my words and applying them to your life. James said it this way. James said, you know what? He, listen, I'm tired of people gathering together and all they want to be is hearers of the word. They want to hear the word more and more and more and more and more. And at the heart of it, at the core of it, it's just selfishness. I just want more and more and more and more and more. And James is going, listen, stop trying to gather together and get more information. That's not what's going to help you. That's not what's going to transform you. You know what deep is? Deep is transformation. That's what deep is. Deep is when God does something in your heart and that you're forced to have to take a step that you're not sure. Deep is when you think that you're way over your head, because isn't that deep? That you're over your head and I just have to trust God right now. That's deep. That's deep. It's not highly intelligent information. There's a place for that, but that's not what it's about. It's not hyper-emotional experience. There's a place for that, but what's most important is application. Applying God's word to your life and living that out. And what will happen to you? You'll experience heart transformation. That's what will happen. And that will transform the, the environment around you as well. All right, team, bring it up, bring it up, team. Bring it up, team. All right, all right. So uh, what are we going to do now? We want to wanna do... Uh, Listen, since, since I, I weigh 350 pounds, I should run back. Full back. You want to full back. All right, full back. back. All right, let's do all right it. you can knock some people over. All right, I'll be QB. I I all right, this. wide receiver. Oh, we got a football now. Good, good, good. Hallelujah. That's good. We needed one of these. We, we needed did. one of these. All right, We're all right. Good. Okay, so re all right, ready? 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 Break. Break. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Blue 32. Blue 32. I, I heard people say that. Sit. Hut. <laughs> Oh no! Oh. I'm, I, I thought I put it right in your chest. I'm sorry. Did you? I thought I did. That was on me. You fumbled it though. You all right? I stink. I stink. No, no. No, no, no. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. No, what do you mean you're going to go? You're good. Where are you going to go? I mean, why are you leaving? Just because you fumbled the ball? Well, I'm not just not good. I don't know. Like I've just okay. I said that. That's I knew not true. That, you, back, that's not true. He's no. good, isn't he? No, no, you're good. Yeah, he's good, right? No, no, no. Don't leave. Don't leave. No, really, really. Seriously, why, why, why do you think that we don't? None of us make mistakes. Well, I don't know. No, do you? Do you? We don't. We we make mistakes. We're not. We're not perfect. God didn't put you. You know, the owner didn't put you on the team because you're. You are not going to make any mistakes. Okay, I guess. Of You're course, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, you're still right, in there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, oftentimes what people think, people think I've made too many mistakes. I've made too many mistakes in my life. You don't know my past. I hear that all the time. Oh, you don't know my past. I've done this, I've done that, I've gotten involved in this, and I, don't, I, just, I just can't, you know, be used by God. Listen, that's not what grace is. Grace is like, hey, 
God is aware of your mistakes. God is aware of your past. God is aware of your present insecurities. God is aware of your future you know, choices that you're going to make that aren't going to be the way that you know, God wants them to be. But listen, he's, he already knows. Because what we have, it's part of the good news. We have and received grace. Grace. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. Listen, you're not saved. You haven't been won to Christ because you worked for it, because you were good enough. Listen, that's a part of the gospel. The part of the gospel is no one is good enough. Not a one. No one is good enough. But the God says, I don't want you to be on my team because you're good enough. I want you to be on my team because he loves you. Because he wants to show you grace. Because when you do make mistakes and when you do fall short, when you do fumble the ball, he's there to pick you back up and say, come on, let's keep going. Don't quit. Just because you did, made, made a mistake. And, listen, don't give up. God can still use you. And that's what we start to think. We start to think, ah, I don't think God can use me. I don't think God has a place for me. God has a place for everyone. And he wants you to receive that grace. He doesn't want you to stay the way you are, but when you start living out your life for Jesus, he's going to change you. He's going to transform you. He's going to make you into the person he's always intended you to be. And that's more like him. You fumble the ball. Okay. There's another down. Right? There's more to play. Don't let your past mistakes dictate the plans that God has for every single person. And when it comes to people in your life, you know what you need to exhibit? Grace. When it comes to the people in your life that have made mistakes, that have hurt you or wronged you, you know what we should exhibit? Grace. Jesus always leaned towards grace. He never condemned even the woman that was dragged because she was committing adultery, dragged to her feet, his feet, he still, what did he still exhibit? Grace. Grace. That's what we should exhibit. All right, guys, one more, one more, guys, one more. Here we go. Listen, All right, big one. This is a big one right here. We're going to get it right. Get me out of the way. I'm tired of it. Man, it's a terrible throw, by the way. Oh. Terrible throw. No, hey, with good throw. <laughs> There's no I in team. Have you ever heard that one before? There's no I in team. It ain't about you. Hey, listen, there's awesome people in this room, great people, like amazing people, smart people, you know, people that know the Bible, know, have a great relationship with Jesus for a long time. Listen, you're more, no more important than anybody else sitting next to you. This is about a team effort. This is not about individuals saying, me, 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 I want, I want, I want. It's all about me. I deserve it. I should get the treatment. You know, I should be one making the decisions. I should be the one on this, you know, on this team or this committee. Like, I should get all the say. I should be the one that tells people what to do. Why, me, 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 me. You know what? This is the problem in the church. Problem in the church is, is that we think it's about us. We think it's about what we think is best. It's about what we should, should say or contribute. It's about what we think we should want and get. Listen, there's no I in team. We are people that are on the team together, joint contributors 
We are people who are joint partakers in what God wants to do. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to win more. Win more. Not gather, not stay in our holy huddles, not sit it out, not always go deep, not, you know, it's about, it's about you know, my, my, my choices. I, I haven't measured up, and so I can't, you know, be a part of this. It's not about us. It's not about you. It's about him. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. That's what it's always been about. Why? Because he's the one that gave us the good news. He gave us the good news. And the good news is, You fall short, and that's okay. He came to you, and he stood before you, and he may be right now knocking on the door of your heart going, hey, I left heaven for you. Open up your heart to me and let me in, because when you let me in, you're going to watch and see what I can do in someone's life and heart. You better watch and see what I can do in somebody's world. I can turn it upside down for the good and for my Glory telling you right now, let him in. Let him in. He's knocking. Let's go. Let's go, team. We're partakers together. Let's go. Let's go and win more. Because there's a lot of people out there that still need Jesus. Do you agree with that? There's a lot of people out there that need him, to need experience the way that you've experienced him in a way that has been transformational in your life and in your heart. Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity just to have a little fun, laugh a little. Lord, we do enjoy the times where we gather together. We do have just the great opportunities for fellowship. But this is our time where we huddle on Sunday mornings. But, it, but as we leave here, We leave here to go out and to play our part, to play our role on the team that we're on to win more people, to win more people. And for Paul, it was the self-denial. For Paul, it was, he was free from all men, but he became, he chose to become a slave to all so that he can win more people to you. Lord, I pray that the gospel becomes so real to us that it sets our hearts on fire to go out and to be able to do all things, that all things is for the sake of it, that all the things that we do are for the sake of experiencing the, the, the opportunity to see people come into a relationship with your son, Jesus. Thank you for the time together. Pray you bless as we head downstairs, as we partake of some chili, and we enjoy a fellowship together. Lord, I pray, Lord, you just bless that time. Bless the food. Thank you for those that prepared uh, the chilies uh, for, for our enjoyment, and it's always for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope to see you downstairs, everybody.